You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. All right, it is Sunday, June 18th. This is episode 107 of the Pinball Podcast. This is Jeff, and well, with me as always is Jessica. How are you doing, Jessica? Doing much better than last time. Thank you for asking. That was a pretty rough spot to be in last time, though. So, like, much better if it's just in relation to last week. <laughs> could, could still be a pretty rough spot. So That's that's true. I have to say um, I very much appreciate people who kind of checked in on me to see if everything was okay or just let me know that they, um, you know, were there if I needed anything. I had a really rough patch that I hit, and um, it was really wonderful to you know hear from people and get that kind of response I felt bad about being so like such a downer last time but um you know when recording calls but very much appreciated it and I actually discovered some friends who listened to the podcast that I didn't know listen to <laughs> they were like is everything okay I was like wait how did you oh um it was very nice so I appreciate everyone for reaching out and all of the positive energy sent my way it's been um a much better um, run of things since then. So thank you. Very nice. Uh, How yeah. Have you been? I, all right. I am teetering on the edge of a migraine right now. So I just, <sighs> I know. And you know what I actually think it's from is yesterday. So today's Father's Day and I had to earn my father's stripes yesterday by putting together a trampoline in the backyard. Um, that's not fun, by the way. And it was actually pretty hot, so I'm sunburned. Um, true redneck right now. So I just think it might be a little bit of carryover from that. Plus, I didn't sleep very much last night and was up early. So my own maybe, fault. Maybe that's what I need is a trampoline in my backyard. I have a two-story tall cherry tree, and I can't reach any of the cherries. So it's always like squirrels and birds get to enjoy all this and I don't get to reap any of the benefits because I can't reach it. Um, a trampoline would do that for sure. A trampoline would totally do that. The first year I, that I lived in this house um, involved a very complicated ladder slash rake setup where I like got on the top of this ladder, thought I was going to die, and then used a rake to try and pull the branches down long enough for me to grab cherries. I got like four of them. So, Well, that's semi-successful one way of doing it when i lived in chile what they did was they would nail a tin can to a a long stick and they'd sharpen the front end of the tin can so when they would move it up they'd just kind of do a quick movement it would cut the stem and it'd fall into the can and they just collect them so they were clever i would love to get some video of you out there with a stick and a tin can <laughs> collecting cherries though so Pretty low-tech uh, solution, but you know who offers high-tech solutions for pinball? Nifty LED. Yes, they do. Tell me, where can one find these nifty LED folk? Um, at niftyled.com, Jeff. Right. Very now, easy to remember. I, yeah, it's. I'm glad that that's the route they went with that. So I'm aware that they have high-quality LED bulbs for pinball machines, excellent Bulbs for general illumination, for inserts, back boxes, and pop bumpers, and anywhere else you want to stick some light. But uh, do you know of anything else they might carry? 
Um, they have tools, and they've got balls. They've got balls. That's right. So they're still the ones I put in my game, the games, and uh, I enjoy them quite a bit. Same. I've got their balls in all my games. Yeah. Check them out at, as you said, niftyled.com, and uh, keep doing what I said to do where you make a huge cart order and then leave that for a couple hours, then come back to the site and take out the stuff you don't actually want. Well, I, well you're going to want it all. Just take out the stuff you're not ordering at that time. Just be sure to tell them that Jeff sent you if you do that. Yeah, they love that. Leave it in the comments. Jeff told me to do this. They like a little bit of tomfoolery. XOXO. But, no, they're actually great. Um, I, uh, I'm i selling my Adams family. What? And I know. I know. I'm out of space. And I'll hold on to, you if you're, on to it for you for a little while. If you... it's, it's going to a loving home. But... One of the last things I did is I swapped out all the LEDs in it. I, that was I put some pictures on the website a couple months ago. You did, but uh, it, all that hard work just to get rid of it. I'm not getting rid of it. I'm. It's it's changing venues. Mm-hmm. Is how I like to see it. It'll still be local. <laughs> so I wasn't going to ship it out if I if I couldn't have had like a local place to put it. I would have figured something else out because I didn't want to get rid of that game. It's too fun. I've been playing a lot of it. Um, I guess we'll get into um, our show report trip stuff later, but just side note, the Adams family at Flip Flip Ding Ding in Seattle in Georgetown um, is the most dialed Adams I have ever played. I toured the mansion twice in one night. Oh, nice. Which were my second and third times ever touring the mansion. And I toured it again another night that I was there. So three of the four times I've toured the mansion have been on that Adams. Um, Travis just has it super, super dialed. And I had so much fun playing it. It it reminded me that I love that game because a lot of times on location, they're just kind of shitty. Like, you know, the the shots are unpredictable. The feeds are weird. And um, yeah, no, this was like, absolutely amazing and i love it and i want to play more of it right now but i'm not there nope you're stuck with me for the next hour or so um (sighs) i know right (laughs) but uh that's a game that when it isn't dialed in just right it just feels so wonderful to play whether you're you know uh stacking your modes so you can get through them and tour the mansion or if you're playing you know very deliberately and actually playing the modes or going through your multi-balls however you attack it, it it's it's just fun I still think it has the best multi-ball start of anything, and I love when you actually hit the super jackpot on that. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to miss it, but it'll be around, and I'm lucky enough to have a couple on location nearby, so I'll see it. But this one, like the one you're describing, I've put a lot of time into making sure that everything just is very smooth on it. All the feeds are very predictable, and... Um, they're, they're, the feeds come fast, but they're still all trappable. So I think that's the most important part with the good Adams family that those scoops kick hard, but you know where it's coming from and how it's going to feed. So, right. So I'll miss it, but it's all right. Anyway, nifty led, you're, you're going to be part of this, uh, Adams that's going out. So check them out. Niftyled.com. Buy some stuff. Yo. Oh, I got a ton of compliments at Pinball Showdown, which we'll talk about a little bit with uh, the bulbs I put in. I use their bulbs for that as well. Nice. Went 
retro white for all the GI and um, just their cool white and all the, the inserts look fantastic. Classy. So. That's a classy move. I know. Those nifty guys are, at times, classy guys. So. <laughs> well, Nate is. Daniel, no. <laughs> Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Daniel's yelling at his radio right now, like, whatever, I'm the classy... Yeah. He's just angry. He's angry. Nate's cool and calm. Daniel's angry. NiftyLED.com. Dot com. All right, well, we've uh, done some stuff, man. So... Yeah, we have. Why don't you talk about the inferior show you went to, and then I'll talk about, like, the true main event that happened last weekend in pinball. Okay, hold on. So can we can we talk about like um other stuff first? Yes. And then come back to show. So like okay, the other stuff other stuff. aside from that. Yeah, and then we can let's save the shows for like the the, the meat. Yeah. They're they're the meat in okay. our show sandwich. I got okay. that. I'm gonna go kinda backwards because it makes more sense in my head anyway. Um Yesterday, I met up with half of the Borg, Ian, and we went to Seabar for brunch um, and then played there for a little while and then went over to Blackbird and played there. Um, it was weird at Blackbird because one of the, like, the power outlets was dead and two of the games were on that outlet and we couldn't find like another place to plug them in. We're just like, we're just going to leave it. Um, and then... Another game was down and people kept coming up and they, it was Radical that was down. Um, a switch was stuck. There was like an error message on the screen. And there were like a few people who came up, like went to go try to play Radical. And when it didn't work, they left. And I'm looking around and I was like, there are a lot of like really good other games up here. They're just there <laughs> for Radical though. Nope. Just there to play Radical. And when it didn't work, they were like, oh, and then left, entirely left. So I'm not sure what was happening there. Um, but we played a bunch of Centaur and some Metallica and Future Spa, which is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, no, it was just like a casual hanging out kind of kind of day. Um, and then this past Monday, uh, I helped run a tournament that Seabar and Ship Ahoy and Rose City Pinball were putting on for Melissa and John. They're two um, pinheads in the scene here in Portland. Um, Melissa does the slap save zine. And they um, had a fire in their apartment the night leading into um, Powder Puff, which is why Melissa had to leave Seattle, and we didn't really know what was going on. Um, there was a fire in their apartment, and John was home, and she was in Seattle. And, um, he suffered some burns and they lost everything. Uh, and so we did like a big fundraiser for them with a raffle and, uh, I ran the tournament there. It was very well attended with like 48 people show up 46, 48, somewhere around there, um, and raised like $1,600. So that was awesome. And, um, the pinball community has been coming out and mass to support them and help them get back on their feet. Um, I think there was a thread on pin side talking about it and you could see a lot of um, pinball people from all over the world who were donating to their GoFundMe account and um, it's been a huge help to them. And it was 
nice to be able to have so many people show up to support them after something so terrible. So, um, yeah, it was great. And I appreciate everyone coming out to that and being so supportive. So that was a, a good night. It was, you know, emotional for sure, but, um, yeah, a lot of good came out of it. So they definitely have community rallying around them. Um, Very nice. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else noteworthy. What else have you done aside from going to the far inferior to Tacoma show? Oh, okay. It's like that now. Um, well, I uh, moved a bunch of games around, so... Part of the thing that I did is I moved the Adams family up so it's ready to be taken out. So I moved it up to the garage and I kind of reshuffled my games. So I moved, I have uh, my games in two rooms. They're connected by a little hallway, but um, I got Wizard of Oz out of the garage and into my front game room. And I moved Iron Man to the back and moved a bunch of other stuff around. So that was exhausting but fun just to kind of change how everything was laid out. Um, but let's see here. Aside from that, I played a little location pinball. We went and saw the, uh, Wonder Woman movie with the kids and they have a Star Trek on location. So I hammered on that a little bit. Always fun, but Chris Pine was in, uh, Star Trek and also Wonder Woman. So that was fun, but I've been also, can you guys, can you hear that happening over there? One of my kids, and I'm about ready to freak out. Um, sorry. I might have to get up in a second. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's so distracting. We have a door to the bottom of the stairs, and they keep opening it. Anyway, I so part of the whole show report, I'll talk about Jeannie more in, um, in depth, but Jeannie had a couple of issues, and... I just got the parts in to take care of those problems. But uh, essentially, there's a bank of diodes. Um, like uh, The diodes in, in the game Genie aren't mounted on the coils or switches themselves. They are in a bank like at the bottom of the play field. And uh, something was wrong with them, and they, they were causing some issues. So I got that in, and I need to fix that. But, like an idiot, when I unloaded Genie from the trailer from the drive back from Pinball Showdown, I left the legs uh, at the other guy's house, at Lee's house. So I got to get, get those <laughs> and get Genie back up on the legs. Um, I went through a much needed uh, Pinball Parts clean out. Went through and went through everything and found a bunch of manuals and parts to games I haven't owned for years. So I'm going to find some way of getting to those people who need them, just kind of a giveaway. Um, when I take stock of everything, I'll find out if anybody out there needs anything or if anybody locally can use it. But I finally got a chance to actually play my Wizard of Oz last night and plays beautifully. I, I dove into the, audit, the audits and it had, um, I think, 273 plays, and that's after my wife and kids have been playing on it since we got it. So I probably picked it up around 200 plays, which kind of made me excited. Wait, but this was the first time you've played it since you got it? The third time. I played it two times the day I got it. I've had z zero time to even approach the thing until last night. So wow. that's how crazy my life has been. 
Um, besides the Denver trip, it's been really hard to find pinball time. And I think my play at Denver kind of suffered for that, but I'll talk about that more when we get into the show. So yeah, same. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, things are calming down a little bit. Um, I've got a lot, I've been doing a lot of freelance work that's just been burying me. It's been no fun, but I'm excited about the projects I have on tap. So good. Yeah. So, uh, turn for the better. It is as far as I can see. And I know, um, I'll be getting a new game soon, but that's part of news. So I I know. Anyway, are we, are we doing it? Are we jumping in? Yeah. And again, we'll lead off with you on your the clearly superior show. show. Perfect. Yes. Seems Thank like you. you had a lot of fun. So I, I'm, it was I'm the happy. best time. Can I just say this was the best time? Um, I don't know. Like last year was amazing. This year, just like everything clicked. Like it felt really good. Um, I was going to go up on Friday morning, but I was talking to my friend Katie who runs Flip Flip Ding Ding. And she was like, well, we have the tournament tonight. And I'm thinking, you know, our tournaments start at either six or seven are our start times. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm never going to make it up there in time after work on Thursday. And she was like, no, no, we don't start until like nine. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> how how do they play tournaments? Man, I don't oh, understand man. how Seattle plays tournaments when they start them at eight or nine o'clock at night. I was like, what time do you finish? It's like bar close. When I have to be up at six in the morning during the week, I if I lived in Seattle, I wouldn't be playing competitive pinball. Yeah, that, there's Just no way. Full I'd, stop. I, I mean, I I would be very choosy about what I got out <laughs> to, but yeah, that's correct. Yeah, my um, my body would be really upset with me about that. <laughs> um, so I went up there and played in that, and I did okay, like eleventh, ninth, somewhere around 10th ish. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at results cause I don't look at those anymore. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I love, I just love that place. It's my favorite spot to play in Seattle. I've said it 8 million times and I will say it every single time I talk about them. Um, but super dialed Adams. Um, yeah, I crushed Adams in the tournament too. I was one room away from touring the mansion during my tournament match. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah. You get that in the tournament. Yeah, my first game was on, um, oh man, Phantom of the Opera, which that's the only place I've ever seen it, and I I don't know it, um, but it was getting crazy air off of the left ramp, so any time that I tried to hit it, it would just fly and hit the glass, and there was one particularly spectacular one where it like hit the glass, then bounced off the playfield again and over the sling. And I'm like, well, I could just have to be impressed by that, right? Like, not disappointed, because it put on a real show for me before it drained. So there was there was that. So I wasn't off to a great start, but then I had a few good matches, um, a really close next-gen match with my friend Ryan. Um, yeah, and then that match on Adam's Family was super, super good. Um but yeah, it was a good night, super fun night. I stayed with um, with Katie until, you know, basically she closed and we just hung out and talked and caught up. And it's nice to have time to hang out with her aside from 
when there's a million other things going on. So I'm glad that I went up early, um, even though it wasn't the original plan. So um, the Tacoma show, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Katie and I decided on a schedule that we were going to play like at the same time together so that we could maximize our time in the evening for Tiki at Tacoma Cabana and also optimize our time in the morning for bottomless mimosas. So, um, priorities there. Definitely. It's, um, you know, will be tradition. Now it's the second year that I've been up there and done it, but Tacoma Cabana, they need to like ready themselves for us every year. Last year they sold out of pineapples (laughs) because of us. So like, all right, we're doing good things here. Um, so we did one thirty main qualifying, which is like the first main qualifying round that you could get into. And, um, I actually went in on a guest pass. So I, my understanding of the guest pass was that it was admission to the show, but not to the tournaments. Like, you know, if people won tournament entries, it was like a big package of show and tournament entries. Right. Um, but Katie introduced me to this rad guy, Brian Eastman. It was his first show that he was going to, and he had won a pass and he had an extra guest pass. So, um, when I got there, I just gave him a call and he came out and they're just like, Oh, you get main and classics entries included in that. I was like, this is amazing. Like it saved (laughs) me so much money. I, I'm so, so appreciative to him for, um, bringing me as his guest. That was awesome because, you know, with going up there and tournament fees and, you know, hotel room and gas and all that stuff. Um, he definitely, you know, helped save on what is, you know, still an expensive weekend, but, um, definitely helped to lessen that blow. So super appreciative to Brian. Um, so we like went and then had to get in line right away because apparently a ton of people were trying to get in on the very first qualifying round. Um, there were five main qualifying sections so you could play through one and you could redo your rounds as many times as you wanted so if you didn't qualify i forget how many people from each round qualified it was like top six from each round or top seven and the rounds capped out at 60 people so only seven out of 60 for each round advanced it was um it was definitely intense from a numbers game perspective Um, And the format that they used, I think we talked about this last time that I went there. Um, At some point, I know we talked about it on the show, but it doesn't feel like I've been doing this for that long. Um, So it's match play, but it's a bonus point system on match play. So if first place has a score that's higher than second and third combined, they get a bonus point. If not, then third gets a bonus point. And then second place, if they're higher than third and fourth combined, they get a bonus point. And if not, then fourth gets a bonus point. Okay. So it's basically trying to incentivize people to try to like massively crush everyone right. or to, you know, for the people who are, you know, coming up behind to get as close to the person in front of you as possible so that you get that point. Um so it's an interesting format for sure. I I hated it more last year. I think this year I was just <laughs> used to it and knew what was coming and had prepared myself for it. But being new to tournaments in general, um, 
it was kind of a weird way for for me to play that last time. So that was the format for both main qualifying and women's. So I played in the first round of main. I did not do well. Um, similar to like what you were saying, I haven't been going out and playing as much. I'm trying to spend a little bit more time at home and save a little bit of money and also not, you know, drink as much or eat out as much. And that kind of comes along with going out to play location pinball. But, um, I've been wanting to do more tournaments because I'm trying to prepare for Pinburg, which is next month. And I'm so excited. Ah. (laughs) Um, man, I can't wait for that. It's going to be so good. So yeah. So part of me is like, okay, I need to be staying home more and just play my games at home, which is great because I've been putting a ton of time on my games. But at the same time, then I walk into the main section and I was like, well, this isn't going well. And just, you know had that little pang of, Oh, I really should be doing more of this to prepare myself, but whatever. And then we had like a six o'clock tea time for classics. So classics is pin golf format. Um, last year they had water hazards, which they did not have this year, which was kind of disappointing because I thought that was a fun, um, you know, twist on the pin golf. And I had like done a little bit of warm up, tested tilts and stuff on some of the classics games. I didn't even touch the modern bank for um, for the warm up time, which was probably a mistake. But yeah, <laughs> I had like I felt really good playing all the classics games when I was running through them earlier, and then we go to play, and I'm like, well, no, not not doing what I did before. I had a couple like you know I didn't get any hole in ones, but I got a few twos and. Then I got a few. I think I went up to like six or seven strokes, but um, it's not bad. I, yeah, you're always going to take a couple of high ones, but if you can like hover around twos and threes, usually can, it's good enough to get through. Yeah, it was. It was not great. I will say, not great. Day one, like I was in okay shape, but then they still had like a ton. They had everyone else to go and play through for the next day and a half. So, um, oh. Yeah. yeah. Then you so just watch very it. quickly. Yeah, you slip. <laughs> I didn't even look at it. I was just like, nope, I know I'm there now, but I'm not going to be later. So, um, so yeah, I did that on Friday. And then we had our reservation at Tacoma Cabana for some tiki drinks, which was most excellent. Um, and then we went to go play over at Triple Knock, which is the good place to play in Tacoma. Um, just, it was, there were some reminders going around to people who maybe weren't familiar um, about the the guy Dorkies. from Dorkies. Or Dorkies, that's right. Yeah, with his um, racist rant that you can definitely look at on YouTube. Um, he drove by. My friend Jeff and I were walking down the street, and he, like, honked and yelled something to Jeff. I've never met the guy. And then Jeff, like, flipped him off. And I thought it was, like, a playful whatever. And he's like, no, no, that's the guy from Dorkies. I 100% meant that. And I was like, oh. Right, I would have joined in had I known, because it's so fucked up. But anyway, we went to Triple Knock, um, and I had only been there once before, and it's a really great spot, um, eclectic collection of games, playing well, very enjoyable. Um, there was a big group of us that went to that, and then went back um, and had some hotel hang times until the wee hours of the morning, which surprisingly the next morning I was in pretty good shape. We had a, 
We had a lofty goal of trying to beat our friend Levi's record. He got cut off at 16 mimosas last year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we through. found the bottom. Definitely found the bottom of the bottomless mimosas, and it's 16. So uh, we did not come anywhere close because I was still very tired and um, just trying to wake myself up, and I didn't think that would be the best way to do it. So... Um, Got to do that. And then Saturday at 1.30 was when Katie and I were playing in women's. So um, the women's tournament was on the main bank. So not the, didn't include the classic games. I wish they would do more stuff with the classics in the rounds. But um, the only main qualifying round that they did on classics machines was saturday night at like eight o'clock so it interfered with women's um finals and stuff so if you're doing well in women's you can't play the main qualifying on classics so i played through our round and i qualified like fourth in our so it was seven advanced seven advanced from the, oh, seven advanced from the day before. There were two women's qualifying rounds. Sorry, backtracking. So five o'clock on Friday night, there was a women's round and seven people advanced from there. And then Saturday at 1.30, there was another round and eight people advanced from there. So I came in fourth in qualifying round. So I went through, um, went through and then went to quarterfinals. And in quarterfinals, I came in third, um, there were two people who tied for first and then I came in right behind them. So I was feeling really good at that yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, much better than I had done the day before. So I'm not sure what was really happening. There was a world cup soccer there that I was so in tune with. It was at first I was like, it's weird and it's a little floaty and it drifts to the left unexpectedly sometimes, but very quickly. <laughs> And I just jammed on it and I got like a billion points in my game. And I was just like, all right, I feel really good about this. Like I had the bonus point and then some, and I was like, okay, I've somehow have figured this machine out. Um, and I had to play it three times in total that day, I think. And every time that I played, I got the bonus point. Um, I had a billion points on ball two, one of my games and didn't have to play ball three. And I was like, that's a good feeling. And I think that helped like, amp me up for my other matches. Um, however, <laughs> oh, oh boy. Um, when and I then. went into <laughs> semifinals, yikes. So semifinals was top eight and I go in and the way that that was set up was multiplay match play. So you got assigned four people each to a bank of four games and then you all start at once. So there's one person on every machine and then you rotate to the right. So, you know, you'll be player one on machine one. You'll be player two on machine two, player three, player four. And then you just do rounds, which is interesting and strange. I was on. Huh. So I got called on the bank that had NBA, not fast break, just NBA, Stargate. Oh. Tron and Medieval Madness. That is a very strange mix. It's a very strange mix. And switching 
from NBA over to Gottlieb flippers over to a super fast Tron over to a very tilty medieval madness. It was just weird. And I had never played that way before. And I didn't, I didn't particularly care for it, but, um, I pretty much knew I was doomed when he announced which bank I was on. Um, because the other bank, oh my God, the other bank was Congo, um, Lord of the Rings and Royal Rumble and doggy soccer. And I'm like, okay, if I had been on that bank, that bank was all the machines I won on all day. Yeah. They pulled nope. the rug right out. From- <laughs> nope. Like, Oh my God, please just like something, some error where he switched the cards and I'm actually supposed to be on the other side. I knew like I had just got the shit end of that stick. It was so bad. That NBA all day. It fucked me all day. Um, if anyone wants to know what to get me for my birthday in August, 15 minutes in a room with that NBA and a sledgehammer. I don't think you'll need 15, but... I'm going to savor it. Okay. It was the worst. I couldn't hit a damn shot. And when I did, like, the magnet didn't catch on the hoop, and then it just bounced straight back out of the drain, or, like, it just wasn't... I would hit to the multi-ball scoop, and it would glide over the scoop. And it's like, I can't do anything right on this machine at all it just beat the hell out of me and then stargate i've man i think i played it once with my friend matt in san francisco like when i first 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 started playing it was in like the back of some diner it was very weird but i remember nothing about it and that was when i barely had started ever playing pinball so I walked up to it and I was like, cool, I have no idea what to do on this. So I'm you, just going to shoot for lit things, I guess. Didn't work. And, and it'll just shout at you to shoot the pyramid the whole time. Uh, if you can stage flip on that thing, you can stay in multi-ball and just rack up points forever. I didn't but, even know how to get in multi-ball. I was just like, well, yeah. and everyone I played did. So it was not great. Um, and then That's that, tough. Because yeah. Stargate's a game that you can get big points on just based on knowledge like the shots aren't super difficult but if you don't know what you're doing you don't know how to maximize that's true of most games but i think it's like very uh imbalanced that way on stargate you're not going to stumble into big points you kind of have to know what to do yeah and we don't have one on location so i you know I, i didn't feel confident with it um medieval i did okay on medieval whenever it was man that machine I hit around like the Merlin scoop, like I flip goes near Merlin and tilts. Like I didn't nudge or slap save or I did nothing to this machine. Just the flip and the rattle, like done, tilted. Um, And man, it was really, really bad. Everyone was tilting it all day. And that NBA, you have to play with like the tips of your fingers too, or it was going (laughs) to tilt. So it was pretty rough. Yeah, it doesn't help that NBA is like not very solid of a game. So shots just seem not to stick well on that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I had been feeling really good about my performance all day, really disappointed with myself in the semifinals. Um, you know, and I, I feel like I would have done a lot better had I been, you know, in the better bank, well, better bank for me. So, um, but there, I mean, 
everyone was playing so well. Like there were a lot of amazing women playing there. Um, so one of my bells, Meg, she got 11th place. Like it was her first time playing in a big tournament like this. And I'm super, super proud of her. So, um, she did a great job yeah. getting into the quarterfinals and then um, Sarah Urban, so I think we've talked about Colin Urban before. He's a 14-year-old like pinball phenom in Portland. And Sarah is his mom, and she's awesome. And she got third place. Like, she crushed it. She did really, really well. Um, and then my friend Alexa won the whole thing. And she's just been on fire, like, all day. She's on top of her game. She knows her rules. Like, she practices, and she's just been crushing it. She got second at Pin Pin this year, which is what I did last year, um, and got so close to winning a machine. So this time she won and won the machine. So she got an Ollie that had been um, all done up by Nitro Pinball. And it looked gorgeous. And she totally, totally deserves that machine. Like she just did so, so well. And I'm really happy for her. Very well deserved. Um, in spite of my being kind of sour about my own performance. So, um, you know, that's, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. So after that, I was basically not like I wasn't super sour, but I wasn't really wanting to like hang out much. So we were at the hotel bar and Katie was like, well, I think I'm just going to hang around here tonight. And I was like, maybe I should just do that too. Cause everyone was going to the triple knock. For, they did like an after party, official after party there, even though the festival didn't end until Sunday. So semi after party with like live bands. And I was like, I do not want to sit through live bands. I just want to play pinball or just not here, <laughs> chilling out. Right. Yeah. So um, someone convinced me that the bands were probably over. And so I went over there with Travis and Alexa and the Borg Um there might have been... Oh, our friend Nick was there, too. I'm probably forgetting people who were there because I was not really paying attention. So sorry to anyone I'm leaving out. But we went back over to Triple Knock. And like immediately upon walking in, some very drunk dude stumbles over to me and like leans over. So I take a noticeable step back from him. And he's just like slurring his words and asking me if I have a quarter. And I'm like, I'm not giving you a quarter. You're going to drop it in a machine. You're going to flail at it for three seconds. You're going to walk away from an unfinished game. <laughs> so I'm just like, nope. And walk away from that situation. And then we played a little bit of fishtails with full-size flippers, which throws me off. Because, you know, lightning yeah. flippers forever. Um, and my friend Eric won that, so he got to pick the next game. So it was me and Eric and Ian, the Borg, and Travis were playing games together. And he picks Pirates, which I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Um, and I haven't had to play it in a long time. It used to be at Seabar, but um, it has since gone. And I just remember, like, if I could get three or four million on the one at Seabar, like, I would, stood a good chance to win in a tournament. Yeah. on it um so the three of them were having a conversation so i was like well i guess i'll just start so i start playing and i'm like oh i'm actually like hitting some stuff more than i would usually do playing 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 play i'm like huh i'm still playing still going. <laughs> and then like 
all of a sudden I hear like, you know, it's loud in there, so I don't hear a lot of stuff on the game, but I hear it say Davy Jones. And I was like, what? <laughs> like looking up, I'm like, I've never gotten to Davy Jones and I'm not looking at the display. I have no idea where I am in the game. I'm just like, okay, just concentrate on the ball, tune everything out around you. But then I start hearing like people talking behind me about me playing the game. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a weird feeling. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing, I guess. And finally, like, I got like a bunch of multi balls and like finally drained my ball. And I just like stop and I look up and I'm at 299 million points on ball one on ball one. <laughs> and I turn around and there's just like a group of people standing behind me like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what just happened and it'll never happen again. So let's just enjoy this while it lasts. Yeah, and they're like, is it cool if we play now or? <laughs> oh, no. They're like, no. They're like, we don't want to play. And I'm just like, what? And they're like, just drain our balls. And I was like, okay. So I drained them. And then I ended up with like 310 or something stupid, you know, because of course that's a oh, yeah. fluke. Um, but it was really funny. Katie took a screenshot of some like pinball group for Seattle people where <laughs> someone had taken a picture of my score and said, note to self, avoid playing Jessica Bernardo at all costs. <laughs> and I was like, wait. Um, and it was this guy, Neil, who I, I've probably met him in passing before, but I'd never really talked to him. So it was kind of funny that it was someone I didn't know very well, who just like was there and saw it happen and posted it. Yeah. That was, that was definitely a highlight that kind of made up for all of the wrongs that I had done uh, in my semifinal round. I was like, I feel much better about this night. And I'm really glad that I decided to come out. Um, it He's was convinced nice. you're a pinball goddess now. <laughs> Well, I am. I know, but now he knows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now now people know. Um, yeah, and that was, like, they had called bar closed, so, like, they were kicking us out as that game was, was over. And we were in for the greatest Uber ride of any of our lives. <laughs> like, nothing will ever match this again. Well, you just wait, because I've got to tell you about mine. Okay. A little bit later. So get, get yours out of the way, because <laughs> mine was something special. All right. Well, you're going to have a lot to live up to now here. So um, Nick calls an Uber. So it's me, Nick, Travis, and Alexa who are getting into this car together. And this car, like, there's a bunch of cars driving down the block. It's like this main stretch. But literally you know, they close triple knock and they just like shove everyone out the doors. And Tacoma is not known for having like a ton of Lyft and Uber availability. So everyone's just standing outside and we see this car go down the street, like blasting Motley Crue and it spins around illegal U-turn in front of triple knock pulls up to the curb. And we all realize this is our Uber. So we go to get in, Alexa sits up front, I'm in the middle in the back, and instead of, like, turning it down because now there are humans in his car who have ears um, and could be sensitive to the extremely loud volumes at which he was blasting Kickstart My Heart, he turns it up and then, like, peels out in front of Triple Knock. We're like, oh, he knew right. what he was doing. <laughs> we are on an adventure now with this guy. And at first we're like, I'm like... 
half covering my ears. Travis puts like his hood up over his or just like, what is happening? And then he's like, the guy has this whole panel where he adjusts the speaker levels in each part of the car. It was like this interactive diagram. So he's like bumping the bass here, like adjusting the travel. We're just like, what is happening? And then it just turned into our own personal Wayne's World moment where we're like headbanging in the back of the car and just laughing hysterically. And we're just like, we don't know what's happening, but it's the best thing ever. But it needs so, to keep happening. <laughs> right. And Alexa's like started a Facebook live video, but I'm like, no one's going to be able to understand what's happening right now. I tried to FaceTime Katie and she kept hanging up on me. <laughs> I'm like, someone else needs to know this exists. They did not want to be brought into that world at that time. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, and then he like kicked into some ACDC, and we're just like, when we got to the hotel, like Alexa just like we didn't know what to do, and Alexa just like hands him money. Like you're not supposed to tip Uber drivers, right? But it's like here you go because what was that? was so good. And we get out, and he like goes to drive away, and <laughs> Travis is like, wait, I want to get back in the car and we're all just like we want to go somewhere else with him it was the best thing like that night ended up really really great like alexa was celebrating her winning the thing i just had the really great pirates thing kickstart my heart yes please (laughs) over and over again best uber driver ever um yeah it was just fantastic it was so so good um and then sunday was really like low-key you know we went and um had brunch i told the waitress that it was katie's birthday so they would bring her strawberry shortcake (laughs) and you don't feel bad about it at all i don't feel bad about it at all we were at this we had like six people at our table and then um my friend heather and neil who had taken the picture um of my score the day before they sat at like a two top table that was like behind where we were. So they were close, but um, they couldn't fit more people at the table that we were at. So, um, so they were sitting right there. So I talked to the waitress at one point when Katie was outside and um, got everything set up. Good. Big thumbs up. Um, They come out with it and she blows the candle out immediately, like to try and stop any potential singing or whatever. And Neil comes over to her, stands up, walks up behind her, and he leans down and he's like, is it really your birthday? And she's like, nope. And he's like, that's going to make this so much more embarrassing. And he just like belts out, happy birthday. (laughs) But like the whole restaurant's clapping and Katie's just like, Katie was raising the roof. I don't know what was going on there, but um, yeah, it was amazing. And apparently that opened up a whole conversation with him and the ladies next to their table uh, because he wanted some of their tempura fried bacon. So I, I helped facilitate a lot of interesting things that day. And I also had this vision that I, I really hope he never lets me down in this in this way, that anytime anyone has a birthday at a restaurant, regardless if he knows them or not, That's how that he sing. gets up and sings to them yeah. in that way, because that would be really, really good. If he doesn't do it now, he should definitely should start. Highly recommended. Um, so we were having a great morning. We went back to the show and I got to play a game on alien. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that that was there. That was there. I am very bad at it, but (laughs) the first time is like total clunk fest because the shots are just weird and it's, it's really hard to hit shots the first time or two you play it. Yeah. And, um, 
I only got to play it once. Um, the Borg and I played a game, and Eric did really, really well on it. Um, I did terribly, and Ian did better than I did. Um, but most exciting thing that I saw at the show was Houdini. I got to play it. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm super in love with that game. I'm so happy that it's out in the world and that I got to lay hands on it and I hope that I get to do it again. Um, I really hope that they're successful and that they're able to get games out and I know that there's a lot of, you know, bad blood and people feel very hurt um, with the whole J-pop situation. Um, yeah. I but- just feel like they've moved so far from that though that it's kind of unfair to keep holding them against it i i don't know i I really hope that's successful too um there's a lot of potential there not even with just houdini but they seem to really have a good vision of what they want to do in pinball i'd like to see them be successful here and continue on and you know see see where they can take this absolutely and it felt so solid in so many ways like I was talking about the the lock for the multiball, how the milk can just like spits it out across the playfield into that chest. It's so fast, but I never for a second think it's going to fail. Right, it's a right. Super clean shot, super direct. And then you look at like Stern and Aerosmith, right? Stern is this company that's been around for forever, right? Largest manufacturer of pinball machines in the world right now. And you have their, like, rinky-dink Aerosmith shooting the ball, like, 60%. Third, a third of a half of the distance that Houdini would. And it misses the shot all the dang time. And it just, like, goes out and drains. It's like, okay, how does American Pinball do this? It's so solid every dang time. And when I play Aerosmith, I just brace myself whenever it's going to shoot out from that scoop towards the toy box. Who knows if it's going in? Oh, man. You just just reminded me of a rant that I'm about to go on, but later. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, that's... I don't know. Houdini, it just felt so solid. And being um, a fan of magic and escapism and all of the things that, that he did and, you know, knowing a lot about his life and being a magic nerd, basically. So I'm a pinball nerd and a magic nerd. So it speaks to me on a lot of levels. And I understand that not everyone, um, is spoken to on all those levels, man, the different like elements on the table, the different modes, it was really well put together and thought out. And I just appreciate all of the work they put into it. It was fantastic. It's a fantastic game. I would love, love, love to play it again. Um, wasn't crazy about the animations, but I don't you know what they remind me of. Playing, so, <laughs> you, you know what the animations remind me of? Of uh, you can't do that in television. Like <laughs> 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 they, they kind of look like the intro to that, don't they? Like yes. the guy that's screaming before he gets his head stamped. <laughs> but <laughs> if if you slimed. That was such a good show. Um, <laughs> but I loved it. I, I had such fun playing it. I hope I get to play it again. It looks beautiful. It Like, the flow is really great. There's some weird shots on it that I was, like, you know, really trying to get. I love that, you know, you need to accomplish certain combos to make things happen in the game. It's, like, very in-depth. But, um, 
man, it's just gorgeous. It felt really good to play. It was so smooth and the flow was fantastic. I'm, I'm just really happy that that's out in the world and, um, hope that we get one here. I know I talked to a friend of mine who had lost some money, you know, with J pop and Alice and, um, was like, you know, is an operator in Seattle and said, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. I still feel, you know, like it still stings. And I get that, but I really hope that that's not kind of the, the overall feeling in the community. Cause I feel like people are going to lose out on a really great game. If, you know, if we can't kind of move past and see that they've tried to do good things and, you know, help out where they could in a really bad situation. So, um, yeah, no, it was fabulous. I'm, I'm very, very happy to have had a chance to see it and dialed in still awesome. Still had a great time playing it. Um, it was a fantastic show. It was really good to see so many people out for it. And, um, yeah, I'm very glad that they put it on and huge thank you to all of the techs and tournament directors and volunteers because everything was, was really smooth for the most part. So I had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, uh, I think the one thing to really remember with American pinball is they're not the ones that deceived everybody. They kind of, I understand they kind of came out of the ashes out of that a little bit, but but no, they're not they're not the ones that they did not pull the J-pop. That that was that was J-pop. He did that. Right. So anyway, I, I'm with you. I really hope that happens, comes together, and uh, even if like if it's something I can't afford or um, am ultimately not interested in owning personally, I'd love to see him around. What are the price points on it? I was going to look that up. Do you remember? I thought they were around 7,000. Let me see if it's online. Um, Cause I was talking to someone and they were just like, they thought it was like 25 or something. I was like, no, I was like, there's no way. No, that doesn't seem right. And that's what I, that's what I thought. But, um, Houdini master of mystery. Let's see. I don't see a price on the website. Interesting. But uh yeah, maybe maybe that's in flux, but I thought they were I thought they had announced the price, but maybe I know that they picked up quite a few distributors. So let me pick one of the This is fun listening to me Google stuff, right? Super fun. Um Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I thought I thought that it was around that price point too, but um, yeah, I thought it was around. People were disagreeing with me. Well, okay, I can't find it right now, but um, if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes because I know everybody reads those. <laughs> Wait, um, we have we have show notes. <laughs> yes, we do. So, well, very cool. I'm glad you had a good experience. I know, like I said, the weeks leading up to it weren't the most enjoyable so thank goodness the trip was absolutely uh, you kind of need that mental break at time um i was uh I, I was really thinking about you know how hobbies are important uh for that uh m- mental well-being and um how stuff like video games or pinball are interesting because they challenge you. So whether you're playing by yourself with other people, there's a challenge, but it's also something that you can exert control over. So 
in many ways, I think it's a fantastic hobby for mental health, especially when you go to these shows and you connect with people that maybe you're not always having that opportunity to. And it's just fun. I, I love uh, when I go to these shows, catching up with people that I only see a couple times a year, or if I do see them around here, I only see them, you know, at events uh, once a month or, or something like that. But then when you go and spend three days with them, it's just fun. It's 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 great. Like you get to know people in different ways, and um, you're both involved in something that you just love, and it's it's a fantastic hobby. And the shows for people who don't get shows, it's more than just going and playing a ton of pinball machines in a line. It's it's really about the people you're you're there with. So you got to get out to those things. Definitely, yeah. It's and that's you know with Pinburg coming up, it's hard to describe when I try and tell people like why I love Pinburg so much, but. I get to see people from all over the world, you know, some of them who I know and have talked to online or like Instagram friends with or whatever, like random ways that you connect with people in this hobby and everyone's so different, but we share this one common thing together that we can just nerd out about with each other. And you automatically go into this knowing that you have at least one thing in common with all of these people. So Yes, you're in a room with a bunch of strangers, but there's some, you know, basis for conversation and there's a commonality there and everyone is having such a great time that you're catching people at this moment when you're all collectively sharing in this really wonderful, overwhelming, you know, experience together. And that's so great. I just, I loved meeting all the different people last year when I was playing through rounds and that's when I did my best was when I was having a good time talking to people between balls as we're waiting for everyone to play through. And the rounds where I tanked were when everyone was super serious and like, yeah. didn't want, I'm like, okay, well, uh, people are here for different reasons. And I 100% know that. Um, but those are the rounds that I found myself in after I was doing really well for a little while. <laughs> I'm just like, um, and then I lost some and then I found my, my group again. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, now I can talk to people again. This is good. Um, yeah, it's just, it's unlike anything that I've experienced. This community is amazing and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the, the cherry on top of all of the awesome pinball things that happen during the rest of the year. So I really, really can't wait. And I want to meet like a million more people, um, next year where you're, you're going to be. Oh, we'll see about that. (laughs) Um, okay. I, I did look that. it up. Okay. $7,000 for okay. Houdini and you can still get on several other, uh, pre-order lists with distributors. So, all right. You want to hear Let's about hear Denver? It. I would love to hear about Denver. We haven't talked since any of this really. So I'm excited to hear no. how it went. You totally ghosted on me. I thought, thought you were gone. But, I no. was, I was knee deep in a, in a seashell on fire filled with rum so <laughs> so <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a real that's thing. a reason that's a reason i'll, I'll accept that <laughs> so denver was crazy well okay so it's actually in lone tree colorado but nobody says that unless they're a total dork so so the rocky mountain pinball showdown it's uh man it's a show i've been going to for a long time now um probably 10 years so it's kind of like my second pinball home to head out there for that. 
uh, it started out as exhausting as possible. So I was under a major time crunch to get Genie ready to take out. And I personally was taking Genie and my Ghostbusters LE out. Uh, Lee and I drove out together in his van and we pulled a trailer and he brought out Roller Games, Metallica, Pinbot, and Terminator 2. So we had six games going out and I was just killing myself to get this genie done. I had so many other things coming up throughout the week that just kept pushing back my ability to work on it. And when I did, it was like 11 o'clock at night before I could get on it. And I'd work on it till one or two in the morning, go to bed, you know, get up four hours later, get, get into work or whatever, do my stuff. And so I was just dying. And finally that last night, I'm like, oh, I don't care what time I finish. I'm finishing this thing and it's going with me. I couldn't believe you were trying to get that ready that fast. Yeah, I just, it's like a lot of people said they wanted to see it. And then they said, oh, there hasn't been a genie at the show for like seven years. So I thought it'd be awesome. Of course, when I get there and I walk in the back because we're getting ready to load our our machines, the first game I see is a genie that some retailer brought. So (laughs) I was like, oh, great. Anyway, so I was dying to get this genie done. I finished it at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, the oh day God. that we were driving out and I knew Lee was coming over around five, five thirty in the morning. So I hadn't oh broken. <laughs> yeah. I still hadn't broken down ghostbusters. So I take genie, get the legs off of it. Um, I did one like test game real fast and everything was working except there was one switch stuck. So it was just scoring a switch. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. It's just constantly adding 10 points. I'll get to the show, bend back, whatever blade is stuck. It's probably just one of the, you know, one of the rubbers is probably too tight or something like that. No big deal. So I break it down, haul it up out of my basement by myself at 4.30 in the morning and set it out behind my garage, run back down into my house, break down Ghostbusters and get it ready to take out. And right as I uh, strap Ghostbusters to the dolly, um, I get my text from Lee. He says, all right, I'm about to head over. He lives about 10 minutes away, so... Okay, so I ran upstairs and showered, and as I was getting out of the shower and coming out, he showed up. We loaded the games and took off, and I was tired, obviously. I, I didn't go to bed. Um, we drove. It's about an eight-hour drive, and got in, and we loaded our games in, and everything's fine. I go, and I turn on Genie, and uh, just the, the ride of it being in the trailer caused a whole bunch of new problems, so... It stopped scoring continuously, but um, the drop targets, the front ones that control the the bonus X, uh, weren't reset, and a handful of rollovers wouldn't work, and um, one of the the kicker uh, on the left side was machine gunning. Not a big deal. So we start diving in to fix things, and we can't get it figured out. Things won't reset. Um some coils start locking on and Ryan Grant, he, uh, he's a collector from, uh, South Dakota. He's helping me dive in on things and he's busting out tools. We've got the soldering iron in there. And so I get there and for like the next six hours, I have my head down in genie and it's driving us nuts. Cause we keep getting really, really close to the problem. And then something else pops up. And it was so disheartening because this thing looks gorgeous. Uh, there's people that keep coming in and, and seeing it and walking out and everyone's kind of offering their two cents of what it might be. <laughs> and uh, by the end of the first night, we kind of figured out where the issue lies. 
and it's those banks of uh, diodes that I mentioned earlier in the show. But it's a weird, very odd ball diode, and by this point, we've done jumper wires, we've done all sorts of other things, um, and I just like, okay, I can't fix that. But we get the drop targets resetting, we get everything working except for uh, just a couple of small issues. Uh, with the rollover lanes, the A, B, C, and D, they scored fine, but it, for some reason, if you collect D, you collect them all. So uh, that was kind of weird. <laughs> And then um, there was like three or four switches that didn't work. All of them wired back into that one diode, but uh, that diode bank. So it was playable and it was fine. And people were able to flip on it from there. Um, I had one more issue where a coil locked on. And luckily the person had the sense to turn off the game in time. But um, fix that issue. No more of that. So the game looks fantastic uh flipping flips great uh, i just need to i just got those parts in to fix that stuff of course i mentioned i left the legs so i haven't been able to work on that but um taking the genie out was quite an experience it it ate up my whole first day so i didn't even get to play uh my tournament entries that first day um so the tournament took a major backseat for me um there by day two, the genie was okay enough that I could just let people play and I could walk away from it. And um, on the second day, I had the live show uh, for this fine program with Don. And I also had to moderate a panel that was uh, about leagues, the league play. And that was really cool. Um, I was on that with um, Haley Gabbard. She runs the new bells and chimes in denver um yeah so she's got that kicked off and it's going well um lem scarborough he runs a league in the denver area uh ryan wenger runs a league in the boulder area and um cameron bielkovic who runs a league down in albuquerque so that basically kind of turned into a little roundtable discussion about the things that have worked for our leagues um ways to grow you know, your attendance, um, you know, the push and pull of having league in private collections versus uh, kind of bars and stuff like that. And it was really cool just getting around and talking about what's worked. And we, we threw out a bunch of ideas on that. So that was fun. But it was killing me for the whole uh, tournament entry stuff. So what happened was qualification ended on the second day at six o'clock. And my second um, that panel was at five o'clock. So I had to have all my entries in by five, but the pinball podcast live was at two. So, um, I got half my entries in before the pinball podcast, uh, went up. So, uh, this was the big problem I had is with that first half, I was in the top half of the cut. Things were looking great. I was like, all right. I had a, I had the number two score on whirlwind and I had, um, a top three score on, another game. I can't remember what it was now, but, um, and then I had a really high score on Jurassic Park. So things were looking good. Um, and then I went and did the pinball podcast and that ended a little after three and then, um, had a couple of other things I need to, to do with the genie and then came back and I had to do my second half of my entries and I'd slipped just below the cut line. And I, I was fine because, um, if I just increased on either ACDC or, um, I think Medieval Madness, I was going to be fine. But at this point, everybody was trying to finish their entries. And I had an hour less because I had the 
second panel. And I just didn't have time. I, the The queue was like six or seven deep on ACDC at times. And that's like a 25, 30 minute wait. And I had an hour and a half about to play all my entries, 10, 10 entries. So I started playing Avatar and Wizard of Oz, which suck. I hate playing games that are just not my games, you know. Wizard of Oz is a fine game, but um, I'm not going to – I wasn't going to break into things um, doing that. And I hate Avatar. I think it's one of the worst, absolute worst games. I just hate it. There's one way to play it. It's just boring. It's stupid. The pop's exit on this was brutal. Um, the first two times I played it, four of my balls drained off the stupid pop bumpers. I just hate it. The other two, amp suit, throwing it straight to the outlanes. <laughs> Dumb. So anyway, uh, so I'm hammering on those games because I can't get in on ACDC, which is an easy win for me. I, I only got to play it the one time before and got my qualification score up, but I couldn't go back. If I could have just done that, um, I easily would have made the difference up to get back above the cut line. I just couldn't make it happen, so I burned my entries out on those other awful games. Um, and then I was able to get in on The Walking Dead one last time and uh, put a decent score up on that. So it didn't happen. I didn't make the finals cut. Um, it's just I think with the issues with the genie, it just didn't shake out. Um, I was in excellent condition, though, after my first half. I thought I was going to easily make it. I just didn't anticipate the the queue getting so heavy oh. on ACDC. But bummer. Um, that happens. It's still fun. I still thought the tournament was ran really well. It's like not their fault that I didn't have time to play my <laughs> entries. Um, it's just kind of what happens when you've got a lot of outside, outside stuff going on. Um, but uh, as far as the... Sh- the show itself went it was amazing they had 290 games there um everywhere you looked in the side rooms of this hotel in like the little meeting spaces they had extra places set up for more and more games they were in the halls um it was really nice uh kingpin games came out from wisconsin and he brought two dialed ins like five wizard of oz's and like four hobbits, a couple of spooky games and he had the newest code on dialed in so it was 1.13 which those were the only two games that had that on it at that time. It played great. Um, sounds like he had a good show. Uh, just reinforced my decision to stay in on that game. And um, Lee ordered one and some other people nice. I talked to ordered one. So it was worth his time to come out. You just but, reminded me by saying that there were no spooky games in Tacoma at all. Zero. See, that's kind of a, yeah, the only ones they had um, at Showdown, I think someone else had a uh america's most haunted but um the ones kingpin brought he brought a domino's and america's most haunted um i'm trying to think if there was a rob zombie there i can't remember now i haven't played domino's yet i would like to play it but see okay so it's really hard when you have three big shows in the same weekend like southern fried Mm -hmm. denver tacoma like all three in the same weekend can we just like space them out a little bit i know that I, I get um I I get them having uh the Atlanta show and the Tacoma show or Atlanta and Denver, but all three is a lot. Yeah. Um Yeah, and, and you could feel that because Marco uh didn't come to Denver and he's always there. They had a so huge have, booth in Tacoma. Yeah, so. I think that they, they usually have two that they can kinda move around and uh 
I, that that was noticed, but I don't know where they would have put them. There were so many games there. Mm-hmm. And and that's what it came down to, is there were so many games at the show that it was just awesome. And the uh, the Denver crowd, I think, is a lot like the Seattle and Portland crowds. That they're, they're real players. They play a lot of pinball. They're not the mega collectors that maybe have 20 games plus in their basement, but they play a lot of location pinball, and they know their pinball um really well i mean best in show went to a stern magic um ryan grant who i mentioned earlier was helping me his game won and it was a gorgeous it looked like he just pulled it out of the box the morning of the show it it looked amazing i like um so yeah that yeah that one best in show and he won last year with his black knight that he did so um that doesn't typically win most best in show votes so it was really cool that they they recognized that that's kind of a special thing to have a flawless stern magic there to play but um crowd pleaser that's kind of that one uh, dialed in one so the line for dialed in was consistently like the longest amongst all the games at the show and um just like i want to mention chris from kingpin games that guy he doesn't just bring the games and then just let people play him he stands by you while you're playing he points things out and he talks about what's cool about it or um you know he he really he works those shows hard, so I I think that's pretty nice that he does that. And he was the same way at Texas Pinball Festival. He's a great guy. So um, if you're looking to get it dialed in, look him up, man. He's a solid dude. Um, JJ from Game Exchange brought a ton of games, and then he had some private stuff going on in his room. So I got to play a Cyclops. It's a game I really like. Um, he had one of those... An Attack from Mars remake Ellie and an Indiana Jones up in his hotel room. And uh, we floated between his room and the floor throughout the whole weekend. And it was a blast. I got to catch up with a lot of people that, like I said, you see him once or twice a year. But uh, when you see him, it's it's almost like you've just been best friends forever. And you just slide right back into your old conversations and catching up. And, you know, playing pinball is kind of what's the frame. But uh, it was a fun show. And then... Poor Lee, he he had to kind of load up. I had to fly home, and he drove home on that Monday. I flew home on Sunday. So uh, he packed up and, and brought everything home. But uh, my Ghostbusters LE didn't come home with me. I sold it. Oh. Um, I know, right? Like, a lot of people couldn't believe I did that. I'll explain. Um, Lee sold his Terminator 2, and we brought back a just pristine restored perfect f14 for one of our local guys here um just a gorgeous gorgeous f14 um so yeah that was kind of crazy selling the ghostbusters le but the reason i did it i love the game i think it's a fantastic game i know it frustrates people to no end but for me i kind of like that which makes sense because i really love iron man which is kind of a similar punishing game but um it came down to a few things, but really what it came down to is I got a little bit scared off from owning it for now. Um, I've seen enough people who've had to have those node boards replaced, and Ghostbusters is on its own special spike revision where its boards are not interchangeable with the other spike games. And if one of those node boards goes bad, and they seem to be going bad like crazy, it's a $300 swap out. You can't. It's not... Like a, an older Stern game where the transistor goes bad, you order a 40-cent part, 
in two minutes of soldering, you're done. Um, they're all surface mounted electronics. I don't have the equipment or the experience to work on those. So I would be paying Stern $300 to swap out my board while the game's down for a couple of weeks. And, um, it's just happening in numbers that I just kind of like, okay, I love this game. Uh, it's probably the theme I've most wanted forever since I got in pinball, but I, it's been a maintenance nightmare and I don't know how it's going to hold up over time. So I sold it with the intention of buying another one, maybe a couple of years down, down the road. I just want to see how it's going to hold up first. But yeah, I just got, I just got scared and it sold for a price that was more than I paid for it. So I felt good about that. I know it, getting an LE down the road might be really hard. So I, I, I might have to settle with like a premium, but yeah, it was crazy to sell that thing. Um, it raised a lot of eyebrows because uh, I've been <laughs> such a big fan of the game. Right. But, uh, yeah. Well, you have solid Weimer. reasons for it. That's, you know, like I totally understand wanting yeah. to have something that you can rely on instead of never knowing if it's going to be working or not at any given point. Yeah. So Slimer stayed stayed out there. Um, the guy who bought it also bought a ruby red Wizard of Oz. Um, within five minutes of buying my my Ghostbusters, so he was... He was splashing, splashing cash around. And I think he also pre-ordered a dial in, dialed in at the same time. So a little bit crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic trip. Um, I always feel bummed out when the show's wrapping up on that last day. Cause the people out there are just amazing. The games are incredible. It's just a very, very fun show. Um, and I go to a lot of other shows and they all have their strengths, but I know the people in Denver better than at any other place I drop into. So I don't know. It was just, it was just a lot of fun, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm already looking forward to next year. And I really hope that the, when the dates come down, Tacoma and Denver are on different days. I I really I hope that happens. That, it's just hard. Um, you know, obviously Tacoma is, a close show for me. All of my Seattle friends are there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I was having such a good time playing up in Seattle. I was like, I just need to start coming up here weekends and just hanging out and playing because it was yeah, such a I, good time. I hop over to Denver two or three times a year. Um, like I'll go to a Stern launch party out in Denver or Fort Collins and it's not a short trip for me. It's like a seven and a half hour drive, eight hour drive to get out there. But it's just so worth it to go spend a weekend with people like that. Um, so I so I make it happen. But yeah, I would love to come up to Coma next year if it's uh, if the timing works out. For sure. So, well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, and you know, didn't we, neither one of us quite did what we wanted to do in the tournaments. But it, I think it's a thing that. Um, at other shows, I care a little bit more about the tournament. I want to do well anytime I play, but in Denver, I've got the live show going on. I'm doing the panel. I'm seeing people I know a lot more, and I'm going and playing, you know, dollar games or whatever with them. And it's just a different mindset. I don't, I don't generally go in with the tournament first on my mind, and the play suffers for it. Like, but it's okay. Like, it's the trade-off that I'm willing to have at that point. For sure. Okay, so how did the show go? You haven't told me. Don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. I'm already expecting that everyone's like, please bring Don back. Get rid of Jessica. Okay, so that didn't happen at all. But uh, it went well. And 
I didn't record it because Pinball Showdown records them, and you can um, we can get those later. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I could probably grab it and republish it later, but I was going to let them have that for now. Um, it went well. It was funny. Uh, Double Danger gave us a box of Maverick collectible trading cards. Um, yeah, a whole box of them. So we gave away Maverick cards <laughs> to everybody who came. Um, Don's kids essentially, essentially double dipped or maybe even triple dipped on those. <laughs> uh, but that was fun. Uh, we, we didn't have like a real big main topic. We mostly talked about stuff going on at the show that we enjoyed. Um, got in a few little side rants and stuff, but we gave away a bunch of crap. I gave away stickers. We had shirts and posters and stuff. It was fun. Um, it was just kind of more like a pinball hangout. And, uh, for everybody who came, I'm super happy to see him. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty casual though. So when they publish that, I'll either link to it or I'll get a get a copy of the recording and I'll put it out on the feed. But um, a ton of people came up and asked me about you later. Uh, why weren't you there? And I said, well, she had her own thing going on. But yeah, people asked where you were and they they definitely are feeling the love for you out in Denver since. And and everyone, like I said, everyone was really excited to hear that you're the yay pinball girl. So. I hate you so much. <laughs> so much. Yay, pinball. But it was fun. Yeah, it was it was great. And um, Don had a good time. He said that he enjoyed talking pinball again, so that was nice to hear. But uh, Oh, my gosh, let's get him back. I know, right? I can't scare him off. It's kind of like when... Uh, you're not supposed to feed the squirrels, but if you're going to feed the squirrels, you do it really slowly so they get closer and closer and closer. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm afraid if I reach my hand out forward, he's going to scurry back into the bushes. <laughs> but pretty soon, the allure of those barbecue sunflower seeds is just going to be too much. And he's going to, he'll be back in our hands. Oh, uh, man. The Denver is great. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Okay, so that's a lot of what we've been doing in pinball. Um, but other but, people have been doing things too. Yeah, there's a few things going on. None of this is big news. It's just newsy news. Um, <laughs> let me get the boring stuff out of the way, and then we'll talk about the fun stuff. So boring stuff is a few people have asked me what the deal is with Star Wars not having any video out there. And honestly, I don't know the situation, so I'm not going to throw any like big hot takes down on it it's a bummer that yes this game's gonna ship before gameplay videos out there it's just for some reason or other that's what's gonna happen but um in this instance i don't know what's going on so i'm not going to i'm not going to slam anybody or i'm not going to apologize for anybody i i just don't have much of a take on it so i don't know if you do but i don't i don't care i mean just everyone be patient it's really at if they put a video out now, then people would probably complain that the video looks like it, the game's not finished or what. Just everybody, calm down, Let's chill out. Yeah, they'll put it out when they've got it. I. It's like this hurry up, and then you know we're already on to the next thing by the time that that's out, and people are impatient about something else. And I don't know. It's just me though. I know that other people care way more than I do about that. Um, so I don't, I don't want to belittle anyone's, um, you know, complaints about it, but you know, yeah, I understand the frustration. I just don't have, 
I don't feel like I have a fair point of view. Like, I don't know enough about what's going on. So what it's going to come down to is people are going to get them, and then you're going to get user video, and they'll be able to, you know, dig into it probably in a way that is totally non-restrictive. So once we get that, that's that should kind of give us what we need. If you're holding off until you see video, then you're probably not going to be in the first wave or two of shipments anyway. So just wait till those people get them, and, uh, you know, your confirmation can come at that time whether you want to buy it or not but yeah i get it i understand the frustration but i just don't know what's going on um kind of an weird but not unpredictable um happening is andrew highway is now totally out of highway pinball he posted a little bit of a farewell and said that you know even his email address no longer reaches him through highway pinball um, I shared it on the Facebook page, so if you're interested in reading that, he says you know, he doesn't plan on exiting pinball uh, completely, so he'll be back. Um, I, I understand why the way things went down, um, you just couldn't keep him around. Uh, there's enough weight uh, there that they, they had to kind of divorce themselves from him, so we'll see what happens with Alien. Uh, fun game. Uh, hopefully they can turn around. I know there's a flood of people asking for and waiting for refunds, um, but there's also plenty who want you know to see their game made. So we'll see what happens. But Andrew is out. It's still going to rename be named Highway Pinball for now, which is uh, so weird. It is a little weird. Um, I would hope that if you ever got kicked out of Donardo Pinball, that they would change the name. But, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with Andrew, and we'll see what happens with them. My my thinking was is that since all those agreements with Fox for Alien were made through Highway Pinball um, that they'll release that game and when the de- the run is done on that game or when they you know try to make their next game that is possibly when they'll rename themselves if they're interested in doing so so see what happens there um, some other stuff unless you have anything else about Highway Pinball no, it's it's just unfortunate. It was you know sad to hear that it had to come to that, but you know yeah. it's it's business, and that's how that shakes out. Sometimes it's unfortunate, and you know I hope that he finds a way to you know be involved in the future if that's what he wants to do, and you know hopefully there's not a ton of bridges burned or feelings hurt or that kind of thing, which definitely happens. Um, but it's it's hard because you know we love pinball like he is a person who is passionate about it too and to you know have to come to a point where that gets kind of stripped away from you it's sad and i'm sorry that he's having to go through that right now but um hopefully he'll find his way back yeah and you know this is a thing where if people get their money back that want it and people get their games that want it uh, a lot of those hard feelings can fade fairly quickly. So, you know, we'll watch out. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? So you you talked about what you thought was the greatest Uber ride of of, of all time, right? Well, so it I, is I, the greatest Uber ride of all time, but you know, okay, I'm going to give that to you. To try to compete, I'm going to give that to you because mine was actually a Lyft ride, and um, <laughs> while you were listening to uh, what was it? Uh, Kickstart my heart. Kickstart my heart. Okay. Well, my whole being was kickstarted because as I hopped into the car, 
I was greeted with a little bit of this. That's right. That is Angela. He's from Taxi. Um, my ride consisted of pop jazz radio the whole way in. <laughs> and when I pointed out to the driver that, um, you know, I was like, hey, that's funny. It's the Taxi theme song. He thought it was hilarious and couldn't get over the irony of a Lyft driver playing the Taxi theme song. But so he's we talked the one about playing that. it. That's right. He just, I think he'd spaced it out. But that was about the first 10 minutes of my ride, talking about how funny that was. So, okay, can we just balance this out and you play some Motley Crue so that people understand what it is that I got to go through? I think, no. Yeah, no, you totally can do that. Um, do it. Aren't you pumped up right now? I'm not. But you know what will pump us up? The LED? The crew. <laughs> I will find it and the people will uh, they'll vote so anyway that was my ride into the uh, Denver airport which is really far away from Denver (laughs) so annoying I still haven't been to Denver maybe one day I'll go there if they don't schedule their show at the same time as Tacoma I know well actually Denver's first so you back off. Oh, boy. Um, have you had enough of Angela by now? Oh, yeah. Like, I have, I had enough before you started playing, Angela. Go easy on the Angela. <laughs> so, this was my, like, serious rocking out moment of the weekend, I guess. I can see, I can see you rocking out to this, Jeff. And like your guy, he was playing it pretty loud, so he's a wild man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so Highway Pinball, that's a bummer, but... Oh, yes. no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'd turn it up, but I don't know how. It's bringing you back. <laughs> no, just this is perfect... Here. Car full of pinball nerds. While this plays, I'm just going to mention that Total Nuclear Annihilation, uh, the spooky pinball Scott Denisi joint, cleaned up at Southern Fried Gamer Mexico Expo. The third show that was going on last weekend um, won all sorts of votes for various awards. So, congrats to them. That thing's really coming together. I can't wait to play it. I know. It's just. I'm thinking about getting on the interest list for that because I don't know how many they're gonna make, but yeah, it's yeah. seriously, seriously picking up some some steam. So, do you feel do you feel the energy now? Uh, I actually shifted from my left butt cheek to my right because I'm so pumped up in my chair there. See? Yeah, yeah, 90%. got it. Cranked um, up, polarized. <laughs> Wayne's World Headbanging. Headbanging, yeah, for sure. Best Uber ride ever. Well, I had the best Lyft ride ever. Okay, I, well, speaking of getting super pumped up, can we talk about Carl D'Angelo, please? That That's definitely next. So, Ugh. there's a new uh, video out town there. and it's Carl D'Angelo? Yes. Yes. By the way, Carl D'Angelo, we played your critical hit at... Um, 
the Denver show. It was a blast. I can't wait to run my own tournament. Anyway, why don't you talk about what old Carl did? Um, unobtainium obtained. He um, just destroyed Iron Man. Okay, we know that Iron Man and I do not get along. It is a game that I do not care for. <laughs> so ever getting very deep into it is not a thing that I have done. However, um, there's like a, what is it, like 20 minute, 20 minute video, like YouTube video, um, where Carl gets do or die multiball. And it is so outstanding watching him play. Like I was riveted to a game that I hate. So that speaks volumes about how much fun it was to watch him play this game. I said, I watched the whole thing. I did not fast forward through it. Super, super great. Very fun. Like, he's so dang good. He is good at the game. So, uh, for those that don't understand what it, what it means to get to do or die, uh, multiball, that's the ultimate wizard, wizard mode in Iron Man, which basically nobody gets to. It's not that it's so deeply buried behind a ton of stuff to do. There's a lot to do. It's just that it's so hard to, stay alive that long you have to play all three iron man modes those are the iron man stand-ups they're super dangerous to shoot for um like the first one gives you hurry up scoring and then you get the double scoring but you have to do all three of those um you have to get the super jackpot in iron monger multiball um you have to get the super jackpot in war machine multiball that's where you know you bring them up lower him back down and hit the spinner up the middle. Uh, you have to get the super jackpot and whip, whiplash multiball. And then what I think is the hardest, because it's the most dangerous part, is you have to collect all the drones four times, which is nuts. Um, you also have to do, like, the uh, bogey chase, right? Sure. So. You know the game way better than I do because yeah. I don't like playing it. Oh, I, ne- I never go for do or die multiball just because it's just <laughs> not going to happen. Like, do or die, hurry up? Sure. Yeah, that's where you do... Um, all of the modes one time on one ball, which is totally doable. But uh, what he did, I don't think there's video of it anywhere else. Um, I'm sure others have done it. Not many. But I think that's the only uh, start to finish video of it happening. So it's cool. He streamed it and it's been exported onto YouTube. So I'll, I'll throw that up on the on the site. Perfect. But... Um, it's so very great to watch, man. Now that's the other thing to remember. This is like a top twenty in the world player, and you can see that there's a ton of skill in making it happen. There's a lot of like really good decision making, um, and then there's also just moments of like sheer—I don't want to say luck. Um, it's like a skillful luck. <laughs> I don't know how to put that, but like he gets some fortunate like outlane uh, bouncing, but. You know, the better you are, it seems that you get more of that happening for you. So check it out. It's pretty dang cool. He's so outstanding. Like, yes, he is an amazing, amazing player. There are sometimes there are just people who you watch them play and you just you're just transfixed. And it was so 
great. Like he was doing shit yeah. that I would never, ever try to do. And I was like, no, I would totally bomb that. That wouldn't work. When he just like kept cradling and tipping like right off the edge of the right flipper, tipping it over to the left. I'm like, oh. yep, I would have drained this every <laughs> single time. Would never be able to get this to happen. And it was just consistency and just, man, it was so much fun to watch. It got me yeah. really excited to watch someone playing pinball. And there are a few of those games out there, you know, where you watch it. And it's just, like, captivating. And then you get really energized and you want to go play. I mean, I didn't want to go play Iron Man, but I wanted to go play yeah, pinball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a fucking miracle if someone made me want to go play Iron Man. But, no, it was so, so good. Oh, yeah. uh, So, check it out. Even, like, like I said, if you don't know anything about Iron Man or uh, the rules or whatever, or even if you don't like the game, just go look at the skill on display. It's it, Like you said, it's pretty inspiring in a way it just wants you to be better do better in your own <laughs> games so. definitely um so yes carl you were the highlight of the week that's for sure um it's a gold star yes another exciting moment uh jack from jersey jack pinball was doing on video a cartwheel because they first shipping a truck full of dialed in machines left to hit the distribution and network and some people already have the game in their home. So it's officially um, out. So that's cool. Um, I noticed some locations were posting up their pictures of having it on location and we've even got some in-home pictures. I'm excited. I I've pre-ordered last year, so I, I should be hearing any day now that my game's on the line. I'm excited about that. I can't wait. I cannot wait for it to be out somewhere. I just want to go play it right now. I know. And and it's even better with the, the latest code. They tightened some stuff on it that I noticed at the show. So very excited about that. Um, personal news. So sorry to make this about me again. But uh, one of the things that happened at Denver Show is Don delivered a game to me. Did I tell you what game that was? No. We haven't talked to each other. We literally only force each other to talk once a week. Okay. Once every other so, week. Yeah. So this is the all-time classic um, original theme, Hollywood Heat. <laughs> Don brought me a Hollywood Heat, and I took that home. Um, it's a Trudeau game. I think it's one of the better of the Gottlieb premiere games, that street-level thing. And I'm going to retheme it. Um, yes. I kind of, t I kind of talked to you about some of the, the, uh, ideas I had for retheming. Mm -hmm. I haven't told anybody, um, aside from, I think Don and that might be it, but, uh, have a guess what it might be. Um, no, I want you to tell uh, me, I want, I want to hear the full reveal. I don't want to take that away from you. Thank you. Cause I thought you were going to get it in one. Okay. So. As I mentioned, I was letting the kids help decide, and that was throwing out things like Zelda, Five Nights at Freddy's, Ninja Turtles, um, Pikmin, and mm -hmm. the big hint is my dog's name is Ridley, um, named after the, not the main villain, but one of the main villains from the Metroid series. And so that's what we settled on. Metroid is going to be the re-theme. So um, I am too. And... It's a game that's been really themed like a handful of times already. There's a uh, Vice City 
that's out there, the Goonies, was a Hollywood heat. So I got to reach out to some people and see if they have the templates to help me speed up the art. But I'm I'm way excited. Um, Metroid is something that I know that none of the big manufacturers are ever going to do. So it's not like that's going to be something like, uh, you know, I start in on something and then I it gets announced on top of it before I have a chance to get it done. Um, there's a lot of art to draw in from out there. I mean, the, the series is 25 years old now. Yeah. And she, Samus just kind of kicks butt, man. She's awesome. So I'm, I'm so fully supportive of this. Thank you. And uh, I'm going to put my nephew's uh, 3D printer to work. We're going <laughs> to get this done. So, yeah, Metroid's going to be the theme. Um, Dom threw down the challenge that I should have it ready for next year's Denver show and take it out. So we'll see if I could, that would be great. That'd be a fun show story to get the game and the next year, bring it back as something totally transformed. Well, but also Um, considering, um, how long it took you to get genie. (laughs) Well, that's a very lofty goal. Okay. So by the time I started working on Genie till I got it done, it was only a matter of days, but <laughs> I bet you it was like 50 hours. Um, no, this is going to take a long time just cause the art, the art's going to take forever, but I want to, I want to do more than just an art swap. Uh, I'm going to have to get down to the programming. I probably won't mess with scoring, but I want to, um, you know, put custom sounds in it and, the sounds from Metroid should work great for pinball. I, I, I can already hear a little bomb sound when you hit the slings and stuff like that. So, oh, it's I want to play it. Well, I need to make it so I can play it already. So, if Denver's not on the Tacoma show, then maybe I'll bring it out. But Perfect. Anyway, that should be fun. Metroid. I'm very excited for you. I know, and there is a Metroid Prime pinball on the on the DS. So, um. It's not going to be the first Metroid pinball product, but that's okay. Well, it'll be the first tangible one. Yeah, I have a... um, I reviewed Metroid Prime pinball for the DS when it came out, and Nintendo sent me their big PR package, and I've got a shirt that just says, I scored with Samus um, on the front, and on the back says Metroid pinball. Um, Yeah, that's a thing, so... But typically, typically you did score with Samus. You just heard it, the target. So, but that it was a little bit out of the norm for them t- to mm. say that about one of their own characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, for people out there that have maybe really cool ideas on art and stuff, feel free to send it in. No promises that I'll use any of it, but I will at least take a look at it for inspiration. And <laughs> if I do use some stuff sent in, I'll find some way to compensate for that. Um, I'm excited. I I would love to get an orange glow ball to use because uh, those weigh about the same as normal pinball and it kind of look like Samus rolling around. So I dig that. Yeah, should be fun. I can't wait to see your progress and how things are coming along. And um, oh, speaking of progress, um, everyone definitely check out um, Rob's progress shots on Evil Knievel. It's coming along really well, and I'm so excited. It will be at replay. Yay. I don't know if it's going to be used in the tournament yet, um, but it'll definitely be, it'll be at replay effects in some capacity. So either in the free play area or in the tournament banks. And man, I cannot thank Rob enough for like all the amazing hard work he's putting into that machine. Um, 
every time I get a little notification, I think I said this Squeal. before, I just like get real happy and like kind of jump up a little bit. And it's, um, it's so exciting to see it come together. And man, pinball people are so rad. Just the fact that he's willing to to help out and do that. And he's putting so much, you know, love and work into it. I'm like, I don't have words for how happy I am and how much I appreciate him doing that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I totally love when the pinball community pitches in. Like that was awesome with uh, with my genie going down. Um, people just showing up with lights, holding it while I'm trying to solder. People coming by asking if I needed any tools, or it, it was awesome. And I love I love this whole hands across America for evil Knievel. <laughs> <laughs> that's the coolest thing is you're going to see it in person. Who knows when it's going to actually get to you physically, like I in know. your home, but you'll get this like sneak peek of it and I don't know, give it a little kiss and say, see you later. But I just, that's love, awesome. Yeah. I love that other people get to spend time with it and enjoy it. And, you know, it's been largely unused for who knows how long, you know, that my uncle's had it there. And I'm just, I'm just so, so excited to have it like be in the pinball world where people can play it and enjoy it um, in a way that it wasn't before. So really, really jazzed. So talking about enjoying pinball, I'm going to tell you, this is my stupid rant for the episode. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm sick of. Um, We were doing so well with being positive. Okay, but maybe this can move pinball in the positive direction. If the next game we get from John Borg does not have a stupid bash toy with a magnet halfway down the playfield, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> okay, not even just halfway down the playfield, just anywhere. So, I have a I have an Iron Man. It's got the bash toy with the toy with the magnet, and sometimes it throws the ball out. But I played Aerosmith, a game I've been very much warming up to. Um, but I hate that stupid magnet um, in front of Jackie. It throws the ball unsavable to the out lanes or straight down the middle often, and it pisses me off. And The Walking Dead was in the tournament, and the stupid prison throws the ball straight down the middle in an unsavable way often, especially in the tournament where they tighten up the tilts. And then Avatar is there, and that stupid amp suit kept throwing the ball straight to the out lanes, unsavable. I, I'm tired of it. <laughs> he's got he's to chill with this, like... <laughs> Aerosmith has it. Sparky has it on Metallica, but his isn't so bad. It's usually pretty savable, even on a tight tilt game. Um, X-Men has it. The Walking Dead has it. Iron Man has it. Uh, Kiss has the stupid gene head, which is worse than all of them because it's not even a magnet. It just spits it straight down the middle. It's just... He's got to chill with the bash toy magnet stuff because... You can't get away from it. And Tron doesn't have one. It has the disc, but that hardly ever throws it straight down the middle. And it's so much more enjoyable for it. He's got to stop. He's got, he, has, he has to stop. If he can't stop, then he has to be stopped. Is this an no intervention? No more magnet bash toys. Never mind the fact that I'm just sick of magnet bash toys. Um, he's got to stop. You should, you should write a letter. And you know what? Maybe he can just not do it for a game of two and then bring one back. But you would still complain about it when he brought it back. 
It's done you wrong. I understand. It just can't be in the middle third of the playfield, I guess. <laughs> um, it just causes too many problems. Like, uh, dialed yeah. in's got the drones with the magnet, but that's generally throwing left to right. Um, mm. I don't know. I just, oh, it's driving me nuts. When I was trying to burn out my uh, tournament entries and I was playing Avatar. That stupid amp suit throwing the ball out was pissing me off so bad. Or just, you know, also the other thing he's got to he's got to create a game that doesn't have terrible pop bumper exits. Ugh, the pop bumper exits on Avatar are terrible. They're terrible on Kiss. They're Metallica's fine. Metallica's great. He did he knocked out of the park with that one. Um, the uh, pop bumper exits are they can be pretty bad on Iron Man. Um, the Walking Dead they're absolutely horrible. Did I tell you about the um, the kiss that we have in town where the operator, um, Chris Rhodes, he took the post out that's in, uh, like, between the pop bumpers. So instead of it just shooting down, now it can shoot out to the side from the pops. On Walking Dead? On Kiss. Did I oh, say Kiss. Walking Sorry, Dead? You, said, you said Kiss. Okay. okay. My mind just went back to Walking <laughs> Dead because I was kind of pissed off at it. No. I love uh, The Walking Dead, by the way. Um on kiss oh wow so, so sometimes it will shoot straight out to the right yeah and okay. i really like it some people don't but i'm digging it like it's i think it's a really interesting way to keep people on their toes with that game um I'm, i guess that means you can shoot into them from or the ball you can't shoot probably that well into it, but the ball can get into them as well from the outside yeah um i, I haven't seen that happen because that's a weird angle to come at it from but yeah. Um, yeah, just having, having that kind of random feed, it, it definitely keeps you on your toes. I really dig it. Um, in spite of what some other people say, I think it's a great, easy modification to kind of make that less of a, okay, well, I know it's coming out here from here. And especially for tournaments, it makes it a little more interesting because it's set up different than any other kiss in town, you know? Yeah. Throws a twist in a pretty vanilla game definitely yeah so i enjoy that (sighs) okay i I told you i'm i'm really quickly gonna tell you that i've been having game issues nothing serious just stuff that i need to get better at diagnosing um so my sea witch with the sound issue my friend jermaine actually had his sea witch at the tacoma show and it doesn't make the wave sounds either and he's like, I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it. So, oh, now you've got him on it. So. Well, so we're like, you know, both of us are basically saying, okay, if we find out what the problem is, we'll let each other know. So I need to like really start looking into what that issue is because I want those waves. Like they're just so, they round the game out for me. I think yeah. that they help center me and calm me down after, you know, you start to have some crazy balls and that game can get fast, really, you know, just out of nowhere, just go for it. And it's good for me to be able to like take a breath and listen to the calming waves of sea witch washing over me. And I'm, I hate the fact that I don't have that, but the switches all look like I should have it. So, um, Jermaine and I are like teaming up to try and tackle the problem. And then I think I have, I don't know, maybe a switch stuck somewhere because sometimes not all the time when I knock down a bank of targets, they stay down and it just keeps scoring. And I don't know why that is. So I need to 
do some troubleshooting. <laughs> and then theater is doing a weird thing now where when I go through that, like, let's say that I spell theater um, and it's like, go for the trunk. As soon as it goes down the upper lanes, it scores my theater jackpot. Oh no. Like, so you got a little switch matrix issue. Yeah. I'm like that 100% should not be happening. It's never happened before. And then I also have like, when I shoot that center ramp, the left staircase, if I shoot it from the left flipper, it's fine. Like everything registers. Yeah. Good to go. If I shoot it from the right flipper, which I can definitely do, it doesn't register. And I was like, what is the difference between these two shots? I shouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So oh just like a couple weird <laughs> things. And my meteor is like pretty much dead to the world. I don't even know where to start with that. So um, I'm going to have to try and up my pinball diagnostic and repair game from, you know, basically nothing to being able to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. So it's been a long time since I've had to do much serious repair or diagnosing. Um, so this genie was giving me flashbacks of when I was buying a bunch of projects, machines and bringing them from full on dead up to, you know, hundred percent working. And, uh, it's a, it's something that you can learn very easily. Um, just taking things step by step and, um, pin is great for giving you the order of how you should check stuff out. That's not working. But when you haven't been doing it for a while, like that skill atrophies pretty quickly. I know I can get back in the swing of things, but I need to as well. Um, but you'll get there just one thing at a time. Um, but the weird ones, yeah, like that just don't make any sense. Those will drive you crazy. Um, yeah, like I had a thing with Lord of the Rings that it would award, um, a fellowship member when I'd plunge um, without it hitting a switch, which just didn't make any sense. And I cannot remember what the fix was. It wasn't a setting, but the day that it stopped doing that, uh, it, I, I might have danced in front of the machine for a while. Like I was so happy to clear that <laughs> issue up. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm all out of pinball talk. What about you? Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good about this. It's yeah, it's definitely a better week. And I'm, you know, again, thank you so much to everybody who reached out. You guys are rad. Um, yeah. I'm feeling a lot of love for my pinball family. So that includes family. you <laughs> and our infrequent conversations, but no, it, it's been, it's been a good time and man, I'm, I'm so excited to have, had the chance to go to Tacoma again and spend time with all the amazing pinball people in Seattle who, man, I don't get to see enough, but, um, yeah, I think that a lot of good is going on right now in the pinball community. And I hope that it continues in a positive fashion. I've, you know, been, I've been kind of touched like, Oh God, I don't want to be sappy, but you know, get sappy all up in here. No, just having people willing to help out and having people, you know, genuinely, you know, be concerned and caring for each other. I mean, with the the fundraiser that we had and seeing people come out and, you know, just me being kind of a downer and thinking that I was disappointing people and everybody kind of coming up and rallying and seeing how I was doing. I don't know. Like it's, it went from being super down to like, wait a minute, 
there's all these super amazing people around and everyone's being awesome. And, you know, it's, um, it's nice for me to, to know that I have people that I can count on and to have people who are so giving of themselves and their time and, um, you know, being there for me in, in several capacities and, you know, being able to sit and do this and talk to you, like I'm pretty damn lucky. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, the theoretical clouds have parted. I feel like a lot of stuff is kind of moving in a positive direction. And I'm really, really thankful for that. And all of the awesome pin folk from all over, um, for, for being, there and sharing this weird little hobby, um, that we can all kind of rally together around. So, Aww. hugs. So yay pinball. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to hear you say that in a second, actually. So we're actually not because I've never actually done that and I don't know who did, but it's definitely not me. Why, why are you ashamed of <laughs> 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 All right, well, let, let's get to that. So uh, let's wrap it up and... <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. You can email the Pinball Podcast <laughs> at pinballpodcast at gmail.com. Find us online at thepinballpodcast.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Snapchat. Check the show notes on our website to see how to support our sponsors and friends of the show. So long. Yay, Pinball! Ugh. All right. Thanks for hanging. Hey, bye. Bye.